0: Alright, welcome back to Nerd is the New Cool Podcast, I'm Justin And I'm Josh, and we have a special guest this week and I'm Jonah, hi Yeah, we invited, uh, this is Josh's brother Jonah And uh, he's our first guest here on Nerd is the New Cool Podcast um, And we're, today we're talking about our favorite, really thing, all things The Office, right?
1: Pretty much, yeah, I mean, everything, our favorite characters, episodes, etc. It's a great show
0: and uh, Jonah, why don't you tell us why you feel like you're qualified to be here today?
2: Uh, well, why I'm qualified, I can give you alphabetical list or numerical. but um, Whatever you prefer. <laughs> I have watched The Office probably 15 times through. Um, me and my wife watch it every night before we go to bed, um, take detailed notes on it, you know, really nerd out on it. So yeah, it's a good show. Perfect. That
0: kind of goes fitting with the name of our podcast. So thanks, thanks for doing that in your life.
1: Yeah, so let's just get right into it, and let's head down to what we just nerded out on. So Justin, we'll start with you. Yeah, so
0: something I've wanted to tackle for a long time, um, and I just kind of started doing it this uh, this year, is a show called Rescue Me. Have you guys ever heard of it? Amazing show. Watched it all the way through. Awesome. Well, so it's a, it's a comedy drama. It was on FX um, in the 2000s, 2004 through 2011. Um, and it's written, created, produced, and the main, uh, main actor and character is uh, Dennis Leary. And it's just basically about a character named Tommy Gavin, um, who's a New York City firefighter, um, dealing with life, alcoholism, things like that after 9 11. It's pretty amazing. It's dark, uh, but I think it's pretty, it's also kind of funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, my wife and I, we started rewatching it, and you, you almost feel bad laughing at some of the stuff, but you just can't help yourself. Yeah, you know? so. I feel like that pretty much at least five times every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so for me. Um, and there's a new Netflix movie out, out called Triple Frontier. Either of you guys seen that one yet? Have not. No, I me mean neither. Yeah, so it's got a great cast. It's got o- Oscar Isaacs, Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy, Ben Affleck and Garrett Hedlund, who historically is known as Billingsley from Friday Night Lights, which is a classic movie. Um, the movie's about former Special Forces soldiers who kind of feel like they're being forgotten, they're not getting paid a lot of money, they're struggling to get by, so they say, hey... We're going to rob the cartel. So the first half of the movie is about the robbery. Second half of the movie ends up kind of like the after effects. Turns into a survivalist movie in the wilderness. Um, kind of look like, like a Four Brothers, but like in the woods. Yeah, you know, kind of like that. Um, I would say that you do have a guy like Wahlberg's character in Four Brothers. Um, kind of like the leader. So I, I give it a two and a half out of four stars. It, it was a good movie. It's a fun watch, but... It's not something that I would see again.
0: I didn't know we were giving shows rankings. or Is that, no. is that what we're
1: doing now? Yeah, that's what I've been doing oh, on okay. my previously watched. All right. So. All right. And then finally, Jonah, who's decided to join the 21st Century here with his new show.
2: Yeah, I've uh, started watching Game of Thrones. Um, currently on Season 2, my brother Josh here, he got me watching it. Got me watching it. He said he really liked uh, the dragon scene, so I've been looking forward to that. Um, I'm really surprised... As I'm watching it, how they just kill off so many of the characters, like, just really, really quick. After you just get to like someone, then, oh, they're dead. Um, It's taken me a while. I've actually watched the first season twice, because now I'm actually starting to understand who the different families and characters are. And uh, how I've really nerded out on it lately. I've learned how to play the theme song on piano. So that took a couple weeks, but now I got it down. That's pretty
0: amazing. Uh, My wife and I, we went and saw, like, the Game of Thrones show... Mm. Um, at uh, at at well now it's called Enterprise, used to be Scott Trade Center, and it's pretty amazing. and The music is incredible. Um, it is pretty disheartening how quickly they kill every character yes. off in the show. Yes.
1: <laughs> Don't get any favorite characters. Let's tell you that right now.
0: Every one of my favorite characters, I won't say their names. Ha- they die. Basically, every season I'd be like, "Oh, that's my new favorite character," and then they're dead. And then the next season, "Oh, now they're dead." It's pretty great. Something to look <laughs> forward to. Look forward to that. <laughs> Uh, okay, so without further ado, like I said, we're going to jump into talking about uh, The Office, and just a little bit of information about it, if for some reason you haven't seen this show, um, see it immediately, you can it's on Netflix. Binge, it, binge it as quickly as possible on Netflix, um, it aired on NBC from 2005-2013, and it's basically a show about a paper company um, called Dunder Mifflin, it's located in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and it's the first of its kind To my knowledge. In America. I mean, it's a spinoff of
1: a show from Britain. Well, right, but the concept of
0: being filmed from the perspective of a documentary crew. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, yeah, there there was a season of The Office, um, the British Office, I guess is what we call it, but it was just called The Office. Um, And uh, so this is kind of the spinoff of that, but it's by the same creators. um, And uh, you don't actually know it's even, I guess, from the perspective of a documentary crew until... They talk about during the final season, and then it it airs on PBS, and it's kind of a big, big thing.
1: Yeah, so let's move into our least favorite episodes. This was one of Justin's ideas, which I think it's a good idea, but my problem finding a least favorite episode was legitimately every episode that Michael is in I like. There's not one episode that I've watched of The Office with Michael in it that I did not like. So... My least favorite one, I watched one episode without Michael in it, with Will Ferrell trying to take over. I hated it, so I quit watching. So yeah, you could call me, I guess, a bandwagon Michael fan of The Office, because I only watch it with him. But yeah.
0: Um, I just think you gave up too quickly. I think there are so many good episodes without... Yeah, him.
1: I just, you know, like Back I said... me up said, here, Jonah.
2: Yeah, that, there's a lot of good good parts after Michael leaves. I will say the show goes from about a 10 out of 10 to about a 5 out of 10. But uh, there are a lot of funny parts with Jim and Dwight still going after each yeah. other and different things like that. So I really expected—I um, really expected
0: uh, um, that uh, that when I wrote this down, um, who when I wrote down the, my favorite, my least favorite episode is Scott's Tots. I, I kind of assumed everyone would agree. I love that episode. So cringeworthy. It's great. Yeah,
2: and that is what. It, uh, anyway, that's my least favorite episode. <laughs> All right, and then uh, my least favorite episode is the season finale of uh, season eight. During just some quick highlights of it, Andy Bernard, who takes over as regional manager of the Scranton branch, um, he fakes being a janitor during this episode. Uh, It's just completely horrible. Um, He even acts like he's drunk and fakes spilling soup all over himself. And uh, then he just keeps interrupting people when they're talking, and he's just trying to have all the attention on himself. And that attention is just not very good.
0: Yeah, and and one of the characters that uh, see, I don't like Nellie. You guys like you like you like
2: Nellie? I don't mind her. Okay, all right. She's she's just kind of obnoxious, I guess. I yeah, guess. she's just kind of there. I mean, I, I don't dislike her. I don't really like her, but don't dislike her.
0: That's fair. Um, I still just can't believe you guys favorite or you guys like Scott Tots. So I'm like just.
1: Like, hey, Make Mr. our dreams Scott. come. Scru- <laughs> What's What did you say? Make our dreams come true, Mr. Scott. It's just so. It's so bad that it's so funny. Like it's just Michael, who is the office manager. Again, if you haven't seen it, he's the main character.
2: But it's just peak Michael Scott. Like it's that is Michael. Yeah, and then during that episode, he he promises all these kids <laughs> college tuition when they're I believe in third grade and. uh he imagined 10 years from now, or whenever they would graduate, that he would have all the money to pay for their college, but he doesn't. And uh, what he does to try to redeem himself is even funnier. He goes, I can't pay for your college, but as you know, college is, uh, you can do a lot of stuff online now. So all the kids are kind of perking up thinking he's going to like pay for computers or something like that. He has lithium batteries for everybody. <laughs>
0: I mean... It's so bad, it's so funny. It, it, it's just, it's, it's essentially 21 minutes of him trying to explain why he doesn't have money for these poor kids that he promised. I mean, that's just the worst thing I've ever heard in my life.
2: One positive note, though. All those kids might not have been so successful if not for that false promise. Yeah. All right, let's move, let's move on after that.
0: Um, so we are going to talk about our favorite characters real quick, um... Which, from the, from the sound of things, you'd think these two are both going to say Michael, but they've got some... We've got a couple other characters. Uh, so, I guess, Josh, you want to start?
1: Yeah, I'll go ahead. My favorite character is Jim Halpert. I just love Jim. Um, and the person who plays Jim is John Krasinski. He was born October 20th, 1979. He's got almost 50 credits as an actor. Um, and he's also begun to direct movies. Quiet Place, I haven't seen it. Justin hasn't seen it. Jonah, you have seen it, Correct.
2: Yes, it's very quiet.
1: ha, <laughs> Hilarious. So, um, one of my favorite roles by him is he plays Jack Ryan in the, the TV show Jack Ryan. And in my opinion, he's the second best. And uh, Justin, you're a big Jack Ryan guy. Uh, he's the second best Jack Ryan behind Harrison Ford for me.
0: Yeah, I think it's too early to sell. He may become the first. Yes, yeah. but right now Harrison Ford is the best. But yeah, it's only one season in. So
1: yeah. Um, why I like him, you know, just the pranks, him and Dwight going back, Dwight is also a favorite character, but him and Dwight going back and forth, um, and you know, the the stares into the camera, the looks that he gives, it's just, it's great, it makes me laugh every time. Um, he's also part of one of TV's top romances, I, the top two romances of all time in TV, the other, the, the top romance of all time is Eric and Tammy Taylor from Friday Night Lights. What? So, yes. It's not Ross, Ross and uh, Rachel? No. No, it's uh, Eric and Tammy by far. Yes. Uh, you, I think you read a bad article. Inarguable. It's, it's the best. It's also like my wife and I's personal story, so that's probably why I like it a little bit more because that's basically us, football coach and his wife who's way smarter and better than him. Hope you're listening, honey.
0: Good grief. <laughs> yeah, this is what he does all the time. It's really sickening.
1: Um, (laughs) honestly, too, the final thing is, uh, one, well, if you ever need a good Reddit theory to go down, there's a whole Reddit theory about how Jim is actually the villain of the show who bullies Dwight. So again, if you ever need a good rabbit hole to go down, look that up.
0: If you watch the show at all, you'll realize that everything Dwight gets, he totally deserves. Oh yeah,
1: true. Um, and then just one, my favorite quote is from episode, uh, it's the Booze Cruise in season two, and he says, this is a Jim Halper quote, Michael stands in the front of the boat and says that he's the king of the world within the first hour, where I give you my next paycheck. Obviously Michael's a big Titanic fan. So yeah, uh, Justin, let's move on to you.
0: Yeah, so mine, uh, is not quite, I guess I'm not just the hopeless romantic that, that Josh is. <laughs> I am a romantic, yes. Uh, mine's, uh, Creed Breton, um, and his, his real name is William Charles Schneider. He's born in L.A. in 1943. Um, but fun fact, the character's name is actually the same as his real name. Uh, he had to change to, well, his stage name, which is uh, Creed Brett. Um, he's acted since 1975 in over 50s things. Um, but he's really m- kind of known more of as a musician. Um, one of his major bands was called Grassroots and uh i actually have a, a weird connection my aunt uh, my aunt karen uh knows creed Braddon personally and she showed me some pictures some uh of of them hanging out back in the uh i think it was the 70s i actually didn't ask what year it was i'm just assuming by the by the bill bottoms and and furniture and shag carpet that it was the 70s um so i like him because i mean do you guys like creed love creed
2: it's okay He's just okay. He he doesn't do much for me. Oh man, he's just. You were in
1: the parking lot earlier. That's
0: how I know you. Yeah, Yeah, he's just. He's the most dry, random character. Um, He doesn't even really become like a major character until like season three. I don't even. I wouldn't even call him a major character. Yeah, I would
2: not call him a major character.
0: Let's just say a character that has more than like one line every like four episodes.
2: Okay. He starts
0: having more than one line. Not a lot. He's always. But he's got. He's got kind of the shroud of mystery. Um, you don't really know what he's saying or if it's true at all, which is, I think, hilarious. Um, he calls colleagues by the wrong name. You can't remember what his title is, like what he actually
2: j- does. Yeah, and th- there's one scene where he uh, he's trying to set Jim up with his daughter. And Jim says, oh, I'm engaged. And then Creed says, well, I thought you were gay. And then he goes, Jim responds, well, why would you want me to set you up with uh, your daughter? Well, <laughs> which, just, a, just a fun, fun, such a creed.
0: Yeah, he just that's a creed moment. Um, he's uh, he says he's been involved in various religious cults, both as a leader and follower. Uh, he's constantly stealing from his co workers, which and it's always just kind of just random. We'll just walk up and grab things. Or, um, he, he, he's apparently he was never actually hired. One day he just walked in, acted like he worked there, and has been there ever since. Um, And at some point, he actually claims to have assumed the identity of Creed Bratton. So, I don't know. I just love him. I love Creed. All
2: right. Jonah, who's yours? Yeah, I'm going with the obvious choice here, just because neither of you guys did, and I think he deserves it. So, Michael Scott, he's uh, played by Steve Carell. Um, Carell was born August 16, 1962. Just kind of a fun fact about him. Before he was an actor, he wanted to be a lawyer, and then he actually did some time as a mailman. Uh, but now he has almost 75 acting credits. Um, so why I like him, I think he makes the show, as we talked about earlier. Um, he makes everything more funny. And then when after he leaves, Andy Bernard, played by Ed Helms, tries to take his role, and it just doesn't work out very well. A couple of my favorite things about him, he completely just mishandles every situation. Uh, the first interaction that he has with the IT guy, the IT guy is wearing a turban, then he sees him walking outside, Michael thinks that the office is in some sort of danger. So he locks the office down, turns off all the lights, and then the next scene that you see is Michael talking to the camera. He goes, yeah, me and the IT guy did not start off on a good note.
0: Yeah, that pretty much sums up Michael Scott.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also another scene where he just drives straight into the lake because GPS says to turn that way. And there's, well, that's when they're trying to like fight technology, and, he, and yeah. he's, he's
0: he's trying to against the man, right? Yeah. He's trying to prove that like personal connections is really important. Yeah.
2: And then um, they're doing a gift exchange, <laughs> and Phyllis had Michael for the, for the gift exchange, and Phyllis is actually an actress from St. Louis, um, but she knits Michael these oven mitts, and he just takes them and he throws them. He's so angry about it; it's, it's re- really funny.
1: Well, and what he's so angry that he bought Ryan an iPod. So why, In a $20 gift, exchange. $20 gift exchange.
2: So, yeah, it's totally a Michael Scott move. Um, just a couple other things then. The That's What She Said, she said jokes are really funny. Uh, he uses those throughout all the seasons. And probably one of my favorite parts about the show is the insults that Michael has directed towards Toby. Um, it's so mean, and that probably makes me a bad person for liking it, but it, they're just so awesome to watch.
0: Well, he tries to frame him in one episode, yeah. for having, uh, drugs in, in his, in his desk drawer,
1: he, bu- he buys, like, what is it? Lettuce it. with basil on <laughs> it. Basil, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think we've all seen the meme, probably, where he, when Toby returns, and Michael just
2: freaks out, so. Okay. Yeah, and then, um couple other things just about michael i think in some sort of way he was relatable for all all fans in some fashion like as you just mentioned about with the memes there are a hundred of memes based for michael scott um one that's really popular is is a quote that he has sometimes i'll just start a sentence and i don't know where it's going i just hope i find it along the way i've seen that countless times on twitter instagram so there's a lot of memes that derive from michael and overall just the show Um, there's many, many more reasons, but yeah, that's why I like Michael Scott the best. He's like a
0: lovable clown.
2: Yes. (laughs) I wouldn't mind having him as a boss, honestly. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, it would be a lot of good stories to tell. Um, all right, so now we're going to jump in kind of the, uh, the, the purpose of the whole episode, which is, um, giving you some nerd facts about our favorite episode. So we just kind of chose a favorite episode and, uh, we're going to tell you about it. So Josh is going first.
1: Yeah, so my favorite episode is The Dinner Party, which is Season 4, Episode 13. It aired on April tenth, two 2008. Directed by Paul Feig, he's an actor and director that other things like Arrested Development, Nurse Jackie, and Bridesmaids. He also directed the Goodbye Michael episode of The Office. The show was written by Greg Daniels from Parks and Rec, King of the Hill, etc., and then the premise of it, which is what I love so much Michael and Jan host a dinner party and they invite Jim and Pam, Angela and Andy, and Dwight is not invited, but he shows up with a special friend halfway through the show.
0: It is just the most, I mean, it is so uncomfortable. And this is, I mean, it's interesting. I, I hate Scott's thoughts so much because I feel bad for the kids. In this instance, I don't feel bad yeah. for the adults. Um, but, I mean, so. They, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff about it, and the characters thought the episode was so funny they just couldn't stop laughing, and it was really hard to actually film. Um, and if you look at the decor of the apartment, uh, the writer specifically wanted Michael to have basically a lot of things you would buy you know, through infomercials, um, late-night television, so things like Bowflex, Solaflex,
2: things like that kind of throughout his apartment. And uh, to kind of back up a little bit, the way that this dinner party derives is I think Michael plans a fake meeting on the weekend and then he fake calls corporate and says we're not going to come in but he made sure that everyone cleared their plans for that night so jim and pam wouldn't have an excuse not to come that was very tricky (laughs) and then um so getting into the next part um he has a prized possession in his apartment it is a 14 inch flat screen plasma tv um, he also has his Dundies displayed proudly, but there's really really good scene where he's showing everybody the living room, which is a small living room at that. But the the 14 inch TV is probably three inches off the wall. He goes, he's showing them the uh, the stand for the TV, and he goes, if I need to make more room in the room, he just pushes it and he goes, it goes right in. So that's a really funny scene. Um, according to Ed Helms, who plays Andy Bernard, he said this scene of this show that no one could keep a straight face in. Um, So he said it was the most hysterical scene in this episode. Um, John Krasinski, who plays Jim, kept laughing and laughing during this scene. And just people were cracking up. But even during this scene, he couldn't handle it. It's going to be edited out. (laughs) You're okay. Um, (laughs) Let's... Jonah's so not, a newbie to uh, to podcasts.
1: And we're either. not going to edit that out. Yeah, we're leaving that in. So we <laughs> Yes, we it. are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, going, Josh. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jonah and Justin kind of made fun of me today because I wasn't aware of this. You know, it hurt. To, I'm kind of the butt of all jokes, it seems like, which is fine. You know, I'm the comedic relief, whatever. But the show created a song, That One Night, um, which was originally written for the show that Jan is playing from her assistant, Hunter. And... The meaning of the song is that Jan took Hunter's Virginity and that he wrote a song about it and well, everybody except for obviously me and Michael Scott in the show, Michael has no clue that the song is about Jan doing that, and everybody else in the apartment does, so that just is a funny moment um again, I would sing a song on here, but I'm probably not going to Thank so you thank you yeah some of my favorite quotes um and jonah alluded to this earlier is michael and jan are arguing and he says uh, man i would love to burn your candles and jan says you burn it you buy it michael goes good i'll be your first customer then jan you're hardly my first
0: that's what she said
1: yes yes michael of course cannot help himself and says that's what she said um, and then...
0: I think the most, one of the, the, the just quote-wise in this episode, is how many times they say the word babe. Definitely. It is constant. It is frustrating. It is, it's funny until about 10 minutes into it, and they've already said it 30 times. And I don't know about you guys,
2: but it's, it drives me nuts. Yeah, and then, uh, specifically when she says, babe, I thought I told you to put the tripod <laughs> away. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah. That's, that's during the tour
1: of the house. Uh, <laughs> Why is this my favorite episode? And like Justin already alluded to, it just makes you so uncomfortable as you're watching it. Like, you put yourself in that episode. I think we've probably all, maybe not an event this awkward, but we've all been to a party or a dinner where you're just kind of like, all right, I want to get out of here. Um, And just some of the funny things is, you know, they have to wait three hours for dinner. Jan, they get there and Jan says, oh, like, we got to wait for three hours while dinner cooks.
0: We're just saying, in Spain, dinner doesn't even start
1: till 11 <laughs> o'clock at night or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And Maybe midnight? I can't remember one or two. My, f- my favorite part of the whole episode, and probably just the most awkward part to me, Michael is explaining how he wanted children, but Jan doesn't, so then he says, what happened? You wanted me to get a vasectomy? I got a vasectomy. Then you said you might want kids? I switched it back. Snip, snap, babe. Snip, snap. I'm talking about his vasectomy. I can't even say it with a straight face, but... Steve Carell improv, the entire snip-snap, snip-snap part of that episode. And then Jim's faces during this are just so funny. You just love Jim. I do love Jim, man. He's great. And then finally, the episode got a 9.3 rating on IMBD. Let's move on to uh, to Justin's favorite episode. I guess it's not Scott's Tots.
0: It's not Scott's Tots. Uh, My favorite episode is called The Injury. Um, Season 2, episode 12. And this came out uh, January 12, 2006, um, directed by Brian Gordon, who has directed a lot of other sitcoms like Caribbean Enthusiasm, uh, Grace, and Frankie. Have you guys seen that on Netflix? Mm-hmm. No, I've, I've heard not. of it. I have not My watched wife watches it. it. What about Children's Hospital? No. Oh, okay. Wonder Years? I have seen the Wonder Years. Okay. You guys are too young, probably. Yes. Um, and this is actually written by uh, Mindy Kaling, who plays Kelly on the show.
2: Uh, this episode is BJ Novak. He plays Ryan. And he's also a writer and producer for the show. He does a lot of episodes, but this is his favorite episode of The Office
0: because it's pretty amazing. And it, it basically, the premise is that Michael <laughs> Michael gets injured, but it's a, it's kind of a minor injury, and it leads to a more severe injury. And Michael does not handle uh, being the center of not being the center of attention very well. Um, and so, how he gets injured? Here's his quote: <laughs> um, "I enjoy having breakfast in bed. I like waking up with the smell of bacon. Sue me. And since I don't have a butler." I have to do it myself, so most nights before I go to bed, I lay six strips of bacon out on my George Foreman grill. Then I go to sleep. When I wake up, I plug in the grill. I go back to sleep again. Then I wake up to the smell of cracking bacon. It is delicious.
1: It's good for me. Perfect way to start the day. Which obviously, it's, it's not good for him, which is part of the ironic part.
0: But I kind of get where he's coming from. However, it, it isn't the best thing when you step on the George Foreman grill and burn your foot, but as they keep saying, cook your foot. Throughout the course of the episode, um, Michael calls in to have someone come pick him up, and of course, here comes Dwight to the rescue. And in going to save him,
1: crashes into a pole outside the uh, the office. Yeah, and and of course, this is the real injury of the episode. And Dwight smokes his head in his accident. Um, he gets out, he pukes all over the car because he got a concussion. Okay, but he still continues to drive towards Michael's house, and, because he's got to, I mean, Dwight is Michael's right-hand man. He's got to save Michael. So, um, and then, you know, Michael comes into the office, and one of his quotes that we found here is, Michael says, You people are jerks. Imagine if you had left Stevie Wonder on the floor of that bathroom instead of me. To which Phyllis says, Oh, we wouldn't do that. We love Stevie Wonder. Yeah, Dwight's just doing all types of weird things. Like he
0: all of a sudden becomes friends with Pam. He actually tried, finds out a way to uh, download uh, free music for her new MP3 player. Um, calls her Pan, which was a funny part. Um, and basically does things that is, are out of the ordinary.
2: Essentially him being nice, which are out of the ordinary to uh, Dwight. Yeah, which Jim starts to take notice and starts to think maybe something's wrong. Right. Um, then the next part... Is kind of has me questioning why Justin would like this episode and, and not Scott's Tots. This part is amazing. Um, so the office manager is brought in, uh, Billy Merchant, who's actually in a wheelchair. Uh, he, ha- Michael has pictures of Forrest Gump, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Tom Hanks is Josh Baskin and Big, which he mistakes for Philadelphia. Um, but during this whole scene, Michael is trying to relate himself with a burned foot <laughs> to someone who has an actual disability, and it's just totally cringeworthy, and I, I just don't know why Justin would like well, this scene and not Scott's tots.
0: Because I love the, the manager, Billy Merchant, goes, I'm going to stop you right there and leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then it qu- you know, clips or, uh, splits to Jim, and he says, I want to clamp Michael's face in a George Foreman <laughs> show.
1: How about when Michael asks him, um, how long does it take you to brush your teeth in the morning? Because the guy's in a wheelchair. And he says, about 30 seconds. And then what? Michael goes, oh, about three times longer than it takes me. <laughs>
0: wow, three yeah. times longer. Than yeah. Me. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, eventually they realize he's really hurt, and uh, they head to the hospital in Meredith's van. Which at that point, it's kind of like that alludes a little bit to like a three-person family: Jim being the mom, Michael being the dad, and Dwight being the child. Um, at one point, Jim actually starts squirting them both in the face with a squirt bottle because, <laughs> just because they're arguing and bickering like a family um Dwight makes a comment you can't fire me I don't work in this van which uh if you see the episode it's one of the I think most amazing moments um and then when they get to the uh when they get to the hospital um Michael's filling out the form and it says reason for injury Remember what that says and it says uh what does it say uh, burnt foot or Yeah something. burnt foot <laughs> No he says and he scratches out he goes head injury and Jim says head head injury and and, and, and scratches out, he scratches and goes, what did you write down <laughs> Did you write the reason why you came to the hospital was taking a friend? Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he asks, what's Dwight's middle name? Of course, Dwight says Danger. And Michael Scott, uh, or I'm sorry, Jim Halpert replies, it's Kurt. And he says, wow, I'm so sad that I know that. And this is kind of the moment we realize that Jim and Dwight, while they are, I don't know, bickering all the time and they always have these pranks going on with one another and they hate each other they also kind of care about each other oh yeah Um, which is kind of you know it's a nice
1: moment that's good for you josh right romantic part yes the romanticism i'm romantic at heart what can i say um so then just in the end uh michael is dwight's emergency contact so he has to go in the back with him and he gets uh for dwight's ct scan and and michael tries to insert his foot into the CT scan machine instead of Dwight. So that's just so Michael, you know, just so, like, I'm hurt caring about himself.
2: Yeah. Well, he is his emergency contact. And just another funny part about this, or interesting thing about this episode, this is the first time somebody other than Michael uses a That's What She Said joke when Dwight uses a but that's what she said, to which Michael scolds him for, because he says it's his joke and no one else can say it. He is so mad about it. Yeah,
0: yeah. The whole point of the How episode, I think, is he's like getting overshadowed by everybody else, especially Dwight, and he does not like that at all. And this one had a uh, 9.0 on IMDb.
2: So, alright, Jonah, what do you got? Guest, let's step your game up. Alright, uh, so my favorite episode, it's kind of two parts. The Niagara Parts 1 and Part 2, I'll focus on Part 2. Um, this is when Jim and Pam are getting married. surprised Josh didn't pick this one with all the romantic stuff. Um, this aired October eighth, two 2009. This is also directed by Paul Fueg, the same as The Dinner Party, written by Greg Daniels, the same as The Dinner Party, as well as Mindy calling The premise, Pam and Jim are getting married at Niagara Falls, and the whole office staff makes the trip, which results in a hilarious set of events.
0: And it's actually a two-parter. Um... So, just real quick highlight from part one, uh, they essentially have, like, the dinner beforehand, the rehearsal, um, Jim accidentally ousts, Pam, uh, for being pregnant to her, uh, mema, which, um... Very traditional grandma. Yeah, which, you know, which Michael, or I'm sorry, Jim, like, explicitly told Michael not to bring up, no one bring this up, the entire office was warned beforehand, and, of course, Jim does it while giving a speech, um... Michael then turns it into this whole other horrible speech which makes it uh, super uncomfortable and the episode ends with Jim, with Jim's toast and him saying, to waiting. And then on to part two. Yeah.
1: Well, just a funny thing I, that makes me laugh is they invite everybody from the office to come to their wedding. And I just, that makes me laugh because I could have never, I love everybody I work with, but just inviting your entire wedding would be
2: not good for me. Yeah, so. when they're
0: given this whole set of rules of things they can't do yeah. and they can't say, which is
2: very fitting. Of course, they break a lot of those rules. But. Yeah. And I think they partially planned it in Niagara Falls in hopes that everybody wouldn't come, but then Michael gives everybody the time off so that they can come. <laughs> and then he threatens them that they have to yeah. go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so part two, that actually gets into the night before the wedding and the actual day of the wedding. Um, a funny part from the night before... Michael is at a bar, and he's talking to this attractive blonde at the bar, and Dwight comes up and tells him to, in quote, drop this one because he found twins. So Michael, excitedly, he goes with Dwight only to find that twins are men. And then uh, he has a really good quote that I think a lot of people have used since then when he says, something is wrong with you. I've heard a lot of people say that since then. Um, Dwight, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say, I I need to add a little, a real quick... uh real quick quote in here that my wife and I say to each other often, it's, it's when Pam calls Jim and they're out drinking the night beforehand. And, uh, every time she asks a question, he goes, what, what? Cause either can't hear her or for a reason. And she says, are you trying to get rid of me or get off the phone with me? And he says, no, let's talk for a long time. And then she just says, okay, bye. And hangs up on him. And that is something that I do to my wife and she does to me often.
2: Yeah. And then, uh, Dwight actually is talking to one of Pam's bridesmaids, Isabel. And he starts talking about the farm, and Michael says, dude, nobody cares about the farm. Stop talking about the farm. And then Isabel says, wait, you're caring about your horses when when he's talking about the horses? And she goes, how many horses do you have? And he says, nine and three-quarters. And it's just funny. That's typical (laughs) Dwight. Like, how do you have nine and three-quarters horses? And she's obviously showing some romantic interest in him.
1: Yeah, and then so then you kind of move on, and they're having a dance party in a room. And, of course, Andy Bernard is in there dancing, he's trying to show off. Well, he tries to do the splits to impress Aaron, because Aaron's saying, what else you got? And he tears
2: his scrotum, which just sounds brutally painful. And, yeah, he he lands on his keys when when he does the splits. And kind of a funny part that I don't think a lot of people notice in this episode, even after he tears his scrotum and is screaming, Aaron keeps chanting, what else you got? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who's...
0: One of the most oblivious people on the, shows, on the show.
1: Also a St. Louis
0: actress. Yeah. A lot of St.
1: Louis connections to the office. So then... Also Ellie Kemper? Yes. So then he goes to Pam's room and he goes to Pam's room and says, Pam, everybody else has been drinking. You need to take me to the hospital. So Pam, the night before her wedding, um, she, she has to take a guy to the hospital because he tore his scrotum, which is just so... The office...
2: Yeah, and then on on the way there, Andy complains to Pam that she should be the one entertaining the guests because that's what he was trying to do. And she responds, this is, I'm supposed to be getting married tomorrow. I'm not supposed to be entertaining. Um, So she didn't like his comment, so she purposely swerves the car on the way there so that he he felt the pain. And then uh, it kind of pans out to uh, Jim and Dwight and Michael. They're out, as mentioned earlier. And just kind of a funny note, at midnight, Michael says, oh, it's after midnight, you're married. And Jim goes, I, I don't think that's how that works. But uh, Yeah, and so the
0: next morning, um, Andy uh, is sleeping in Pam's room um, and says, I just spent the night with the bride the night before the wedding, um, even though Pam heard, and Pam comments that she heard Andy crying throughout the night. Um, and we see where Michael ended up, who didn't have a room. Um, I don't know if we mentioned that or not. He was going yeah. he he,
1: to end up with a woman.
0: He thought, he, would, he thought that just by going, there'd be a room reserved for him. There was not. Dwight wouldn't let him stay with him. Um, and so he is in the vending room machine where he slept, and he's what, ironing his pants, I think, <laughs> Yeah, um, or doing something like that, and the guy walks in to get ice, and Michael says back, take a picture, it'll last longer. Um, meanwhile, Kevin goes to the front desk. He has no shoes, and the manager informs him that uh, the shoes were left outside by Kevin the night before, and because they had such a horrible smell, they had to be destroyed immediately. Um, and then Kevin, of course, shows up to the wedding wearing a toupee, but also boxes, shoe, or uh, Kleenex boxes, um, as shoes to the wedding, which is pretty amazing. And then you see Dwight uh, waking up with Isabella
2: after, uh, after a night of shenanigans. Yeah. So then uh, the next scene is the staff walking into the wedding, Um, You first see Phyllis and Stanley walking in, and Phyllis' hat hits Stanley, and Stanley lets her know that he he doesn't like it. And she goes, oh, that's funny. Your ex-wife really loved this hat. And she purposely said that because he was with a a new, younger date. Um, Aaron and Andy walk in, and Andy is still talking about the night before, about how he's embarrassed that he cried. And Aaron says, oh, I heard people say you cry all the time. So that's just kind of another funny note. Um Air, or Andy even asks, like, where did you hear that rumor? And it pans to Jim and he goes, Yeah, I might have told some people that. So uh, even though when he's really nervous about to get married, he's still still messing around, which is funny. Then uh Michael is about to give his gift on the gift table and he's he says they asked for cash, but you know I give them cash every week. How much cash does a person need? So he actually Gives them a personal painting, which just looks like a five-year-old made the painting. And yeah. then he, he shows the camera, and then he says, And I have another one of them in the nude, but that one is for me. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and then Isabel walks up to Dwight, but he's very cold to her, because he doesn't want her to think it's going anywhere, which Michael then tries to use to his advantage and asks, Would you like to sit together? And she goes, I'm actually standing. I'm a bridesmaid. And then Michael says, oh, I'd love to be a bridesmaid. And then it just ends awkwardly of that part of the conversation.
0: And I think it just shows like, how much Michael wants to be in the wedding. And he tries to give a toast the night before. And also like how much of a womanizer apparently Dwight is, which is very unexpected.
1: Yeah, so then um, just kind of getting into the wedding, I think Pam tears her veil on a, a piece of wood, which then Jim has to come see her and talk to her and calm her down. And Jonah, you found a pretty fun fact about that episode, or that part of the episode.
2: Yeah, so Jim, uh, he's trying to make Pam feel better about her tearing her veil, so he cuts his own tie and says, it's just a tie. i trying to show that these little things really don't matter. Uh, But the funny part is, they actually had to shoot that scene seven times, so that took seven ties to do that scene. Yeah,
1: so then, Jim and Pam kind of disappear from from their wedding and they actually end up going to niagara falls and getting married on um, a boat a niagara falls tour boat
2: yeah because pam was telling jim how everyone's driving her crazy so jim decides to take pam away like josh said to get married on on a tour boat yeah i mean we've all three been married
1: i think at that at least on my wedding day we got kind of crazy so yeah, especially
2: uh, when you forget a letter that you're going to give your wife and your uh, best man had to save you Again,
1: huh. that letter was at home waiting for her, <laughs> and I may have had to write that, that second letter in a crayon. Does she know this? She, she does knows. know this,
0: yeah. Is this why you always say such nice things about her on here, just be trying just, still trying to make amends?
1: I just
2: say nice things about my if you wife. you would have seen That's the what letter, you'd be saying nice things, too. It was like a fourth grade crayon <laughs> writing that. That is not surprising. <laughs> um, so then, there's this funny part where Kevin, he's trying to decide if he has time to go to the bathroom, and... Oscar says, oh, you have tons of time. I mean, how long does it take you to go to the bathroom? And Kevin says, well, peeing is fast. It's getting my tie back on. And it kind of just leaves everybody wondering, like, why would you have to take your tie off to use the restroom? Well, Kevin is just so, I mean, ridiculous. Like, he, uh, at the end of the night, he says,
0: uh, I think he says something like, I got six numbers. One more number would be a real phone number. <laughs> I, I could have a full phone number. Um, and that, of course, then he proceeds to shove his feet into the ice machine. Um, which, again, just, just everything that Kevin does is so pretty funny
2: and ridiculous. Yeah. And Michael actually does get lucky, and he meets a woman. But the funny part of it is, is that it's Pam's mother, which will lead into uh, future funny episodes. Or it, awkward, awkward yeah. episodes.
1: So then, upon their return, Jim and Pam do come back to get married in the church, which leads to just an awesome scene. The bridal party and the staff, they start dancing down the aisle to Forever by Chris Brown, which was a YouTube video. That was seen before the um, before the episode came out. So we actually did that at Jonah's wedding when yeah. we came in. Yeah, yeah and
2: then a, another f- a funny note about that: um, Toby, the the most hated character on the show, by Michael. I don't know by everybody else, but he's the only one who didn't get to go down the aisle. So kind of a funny note.
0: Have you heard? Have you guys heard? Real quick tangent. Have you guys heard like the uh, the rumor, not the rumor, but like the I don't, whatever you call it, like that Toby might actually be the Scranton strangler. Yes. Another okay.
1: whole Reddit theory that you can go down as well. Yeah.
0: Look that up if you have a chance, because it actually kind of sounds about right.
1: Yeah, Strangler. <laughs> Strangler.
2: All right, sorry. Fun, let's hear some fun facts. All right, so um, as mentioned earlier, the booze cruise that happened in Season 2, this is when Roy and Pam were uh, trying to set a date for their wedding. Captain Jack, who's played by uh, Rob Riggle, he was the captain of the booze cruise, and he said he could marry them right then. Uh, but Pam declines and says that she wants her parents to be there when she gets married. But the ironic thing is Jim and, pa- Jim and Pam eventually get married by the captain on a boat without her parents being there to see it. And I don't know if we can
0: call that foreshadowing, but I mean, because why, who knows? Maybe they, I'm sure the writers definitely intended for them to get back together at some point. I don't know yeah. if they intended it to be on a boat. That connection.
1: And then just, you know, as as the show's romantic, I love this quote, from jim the boat was actually plan c the church was plan b and plan a was marrying her a long long time ago pretty much the day i met her she's so romantic love it okay sue me
2: but great quote yeah and then just uh to end on this episode i got a 9.2 on imbd so pretty pretty positive rating cool so how do you think you did jonah There there's some some shaky moments, a little little stumble-bumble, but that's to be expected. You guys uh, were about the same level, so I feel a little bit better about myself. (laughs) Yeah, we're not exactly seasoned experts, but we do our best. Um,
1: So I think that's about it, right? Do you guys have anything else to to add? Go watch The
2: Office on Netflix. Um, I think this could lead into a future debate, which happens with a lot of people, which is the debate of which is better, The Office or Parks and Rec. So oh man, we need to have that podcast for sure. Yes. We've got some strong
0: opinions on that.: To answer it quickly it is the office, but that's just the short answer. This is why this will be a good debate and good <laughs> conversation, because that's not the right answer. <laughs> but that's okay. I'll,
1: I'll come correct next time. Um, all right, so just a little bit of nerd outreach. Yeah, so thank yous again. Thank you to Clayton High School. Um, thank you for me, like I like always, to my wife and daughter. I forgot to mention earlier, so I'll mention it now. My wife, Chelsea, her favorite episode is The Company Picnic, which is the season five finale. So, Justin? Good job. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh,
0: so, if you have any future show suggestions for uh, Nerd is a New Cool Podcast, um, send them in. You can email them to us, which Josh will give you in a second. Um, and you can uh, also use uh, hashtag Nerd is a New Cool Podcast.
1: Yeah. So, how to contact us um, nerd is a new cool podcast at gmail.com. That's an email. You can like or follow us, in case you guys didn't know. Okay,
2: like or follow oh, my us. Space account
1: on Facebook or Instagram, which is at Nerd Is A New Cool Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Nerd Is A New C O Two, and then listen to us on SoundCloud. Nerd Is The New Cool Podcast.
0: All right. Well, thanks again, Nerd Is A New Cool Podcast. Thanks again, Jonah, for joining us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Josh, always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. All right. See you guys next time.